Welcome to Macintosh and Mod. Haven't seen what? The podcast where we make each other watch movies we should have already seen. I'm Diana. And I'm David. And today we're talking about Oscar songs. We're not talking about things we should have seen. We're talking about things we should have listened to. Yes, that does change things a little bit. But <laughs> as, as usual, as we've done with our previous Oscar series, we are going to listen to the Oscar nominated songs and scores one by one and then talk about them. Huh, are you ready for this? I, I feel yeah. like one category is actually super strong and like, oh, okay, you know, mm -hmm. here we here we go with some really good choices. And then one is really boring and predictable. Mm -hmm. You just kind of wish they could have come up with something better, you know? Well, there's that. And then, you know, there's also the fact that the very uh, obvious contender didn't submit half the songs they could have. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so that changes things. Well, shall we start with our scores to begin with? Sure. And this year, it's loaded. The scores mm -hmm. for this year, including some that I, I wouldn't have otherwise noticed, are actually really, really good. Mm -hmm. We're going to start with a very easy one to get behind. That is Hermain Franco doing Encanto. <laughs> I mean, the songs for this movie are really the strong point, right? Mm -hmm. It's it's a fun little score, but it's it's a little Disneyfied. It sounds like a jingle, a little bit, and it doesn't it doesn't sound like a score, honestly. Well, it's bridging time between songs because the songs are really the thing that make this movie. <laughs> it's interstitial, yeah. Which is there's nothing wrong with that, but I kind of go. I don't know about you being nominated for an Oscar, especially compared to the other four composers that got put on this list. And we are going to now jump in with the incomparably good Nicholas Brattel doing the score for Don't Look Up. It's jazzy, it's bright, it's comedic, but I will say near the end of this movie, I really got that Nicholas Bertel feeling from a guy who, who has done scores for things like Moonlight. Mm -hmm. And of course, you know, now his big claim to fame is the theme song to Succession. Yeah, it's, it's a great score. Um, it definitely serves the movie well. It feels like something that should be playing over Mad Men, honestly. Um, and that's, that's not a slight against it at all. It's, it's a good score. Yeah, the songs in the movie are pretty cheap, but that's because like we have problems with the writing of the movie anyway. Oh, well, we're here to talk about the scores. Yeah, I know, I know. But it's uh it's it's solid. It's solid work. Yeah. Well now let's talk about a legend maybe doing his biggest legend ever. It's Hans Zimmer doing Doom. 
The man loves a crescendo. This, though, is Hans really elevating what he does so well. Well, it, because it's it's a quieter score. And that, that sounds like it's not possible because Dune is a very loud movie. But the score is really just there to heighten what's happening. And it does it very well. It's so unique for Hans because unlike a lot of his work, which is loud and brash to heighten the action mm -hmm. or the tension, this instead is all about mood. And in some ways, it's even more orchestral. Just that piece alone that we listen to has far more orchestration and nuance and subtlety in it. Mm -hmm. His score really stood out. Like, I remember 30 minutes into the movie being like, oh, shit, I know why people are talking about Hans Zimmer so much right now, because fuck. Mm -hmm. His work on this movie is probably like the most integral stuff of his that I've really heard. And that's saying something because the Dark Knight score and the Dark Knight Rises score were so impactful from him. But this mm -hmm. to me feels so much like he is super deeply involved in the storytelling of this movie. Yeah. This is some of his best work. It's one of those like, you're kind of putting everything into the pot and really going for broke on this. Well, let's talk about... A rock musician rival who ha just continues to pump out fantastic film music. It's Johnny Greenwood for The Power of the Dog. God damn, the man knows how to orchestrate some music. He does. He's very good. And he did like everything this year. He had Spencer, Licorice Pizza, and this. Yeah. I mean, Paul Thomas is not a surprise. He's been working with Johnny for since there will be blood for crying out loud. Yeah. This, however, of all three of them is by far the, the best and the most fitting. And it, it has that quality of his that it's, it's so sharp and angular. But then he always molds that around the mood of the film. Well, this is the one that I would say does the most for its movie. Absolutely. Yes. It's a real toss up to me between both of those guys. I think Johnny's is right in his wheelhouse, which is where I know Hans Zimmer has gotten so much is just like you're doing something beyond what you normally do mm -hmm. versus Johnny doing the. This is a very good distillation of the thing that you do so well. Yeah. <laughs> as a composer. So it's 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 an interesting duo there. But then there's this sneaky other entry for a score I also really love. Alberto Iglesias for Madres Paralelas Parallel Mothers.
damned if that's not a really great score it is it's very interesting and the only only thing is i I can't remember it being in the movie i I think that speaks to how well it fits the movie is that it blends in so seamlessly with the tone and what's going on sure but it is unfortunate because it's also not you know memorable sure but it's it's fabulous if i have to make if i have to make a pick i'm not gonna pick that one no but i will also say out of these five it's sneaking in there as potentially my favorite mm-hmm. because of just how well it served the movie. Like, and the way that it's, it's ramping up into tension until the very end. And then it's so sweet, but in this really haunting way. Yeah. I don't know. It honestly, these are all very good scores and especially really good composers involved here. Yes. And so I, I think for me, it's, it's gotta be between Hans Zimmer and Johnny Greenwood, right? That's where I'm at. I just can't decide which one I like more. So I, I probably need to listen to them again. I would I would need to take some time. And I also need to take some time to just think on like the Academy voter aspect of it. Like what's going to mm-hmm. make the bigger impression on there? Because like I could really, really love what Johnny did, but I could also see the Academy not caring as much. Sure. So I don't know. We'll have to wait and see. Well, that gets us into our original songs this year. Original songs. And, well, there's some choices. There, there are some choices. I mean, we, we have to start with the fact that fucking Encanto picked none of its most popular songs. Yeah. Well, okay. So the thing about this is Disney typically has a leg up here because they do, write, they do typically have fabulously written songs. They get nominated a lot. The thing about them are they need to be able to stand alone apart from the film, which Disney has won when that's not necessarily the case. But I think I don't know if they were trying to make sure they didn't split the vote between some of the very well-written songs with Encanto, but they still missed an opportunity. Like, I don't think they picked their best song from the movie. No. I, I really don't. And and that the best song is not We Don't Talk About Bruno. That's a fabulous song. It gets stuck in your head. It's a lovely storytelling piece, but it only serves the movie. It does not stand on its own. It's really frustrating because it was just like there there is a part of this where it's like, well, I respect what you're what you're going for here. And their logic was it is a movie about Colombia. It is about Latin America. We are going to pick the song that is in Spanish. I respect that i do and it's it's definitely an emotional piece but was it the strongest choice see the song i cannot remember what it's called but it's the song that the two sisters sing isabella and mirabelle sing about you know i just made something new and different and it's like that one i think is very underrated as being able to stand completely on its own yes mirabelle talks throughout it but if you remove that, it's still a fabulous song on its own. Well, they chose not to do that. I yeah. So that which is surprising, but also if they submitted too many, which I think has been a problem for other films too, is that there are too many choices from their movie, so they split the vote and they didn't win. Yeah. So so they are probably trying to avoid that. Well, let's go ahead and jump in with not a song from Encanto. We are going to start 
with the song Be Alive from the film King Richard. Music and lyrics by Dixon and Beyonce Knowles Carter and performed by Beyonce. It feels so good to be alive. Got all my family by my side. Couldn't wipe this black off if I tried. That's why I lift my head with Well, for a post credit song by Beyonce, it's pretty damn good. It's not bad. It's nothing special. I don't know. The line, I couldn't wipe this black off if I tried, is pretty fucking powerful. It's a good song. I mean, it, it's, that's a good line. It's just, it's not, I don't think it's a very good song. Uh, I don't know. There's something about the way it's put together, especially the musical side of it for me, that that stepped it up a little bit from some of these that we've heard in the past where we just go well, this is generic yeah i just don't think it's a very good song okay well i i disagree with you i think it's pretty strong <laughs> all right but let's go into we we talked about it a lot already it's dos Uruguitas from encanto music and lyrics by lin manuel miranda going for his egot yep and performed by Sebastian Yatra. He is a Colombian singer. Very nice. Dos oruguitas enamoradas pasan sus noches y madrugadas llenas de hambre siguen andando y navegando un mundo it's a beautiful song. <laughs> mm-hmm. For all the shit we want to give it, it's such a beautiful song and moment in the movie. <laughs> it is. I mean, again, this, I don't think this is the best song, but it is a beautiful song. So, you know, if it, if it wins, good for it. I'm not going to be mad. And and the way that it translates and has such significance, not only to the moment in the movie, but the whole movie itself, breaking it down, mm-hmm. you're like, okay, yeah, I don't hate it. I guess what it feels like is, though, that they're they're playing the Oscar bait angle for it. Like they went with the song that they thought would most resonate with the voters and not necessarily their best foot forward. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's what they're doing. And I think that's why it makes us roll our eyes a little bit. Yeah. What's their choice, though? Mm -hmm. All right. Well, let's talk about maybe not a bad song, but it's by a bad dude. It's Down to Joy from Belfast with music and lyrics and performed by Van Morrison. Look, even if they wanted it to win, Van Morrison's such a 
incorrigibly bad human being for all his anti-vax bullshit that I can't I can't condone him winning anything. <laughs> yeah. But it's also just not. It's it's a van it's it's a dumb older Van Morrison song. Yeah, it's not good. Like, well, I mean, it's not a bad song, but it's of no interest. It should not have been nominated. It's such it's such utter filler mm-hmm. in a category that doesn't need filler. There's plenty of good songs out there that we could throw in. Yeah, that movie is great. I really do love it. Mm-hmm. And I get the Irish connection with Van Morrison, but uh, no good. No good for this nominee. No, thank you. All right. Well, let's talk about another significant contender. We have, from the film No Time to Die, the song No Time to Die, with music and lyrics by Billie Eilish and Phineas O'Connell, and performed by Billie Eilish. Nothing is going to ever beat Skyfall in terms no. of just the sheer merging of pop prowess and perfect Bond theme. Sure. But I remember we said it at the time, and I agree with it hearing it again. This is just like the Chris Cornell song in Casino Royale. Yeah. It is perfect for the movie. It is perfect for the movie, and it's totally fine on its own. Yeah. But it serves that opening credit sequence perfectly. And I remember, you know, because famously on the show, (laughs) that movie getting uh, pushed back messed us up hardcore. I did not listen to that song until I saw it in the movie. (laughs) Like, I avoided it because I was like, nope. It won a Grammy before we ever saw the movie. (laughs) I know, right? Which is hilarious. (laughs) Um, But yeah. It's... It's pretty fucking good. It's very good. I mean, you have to have your doubts when, like, we, we've we seen the pop star choice go real bad. Cough, oh, cough, sure. die another day. Cough, cough. Yeah. But Billy absolutely nailed it. Yeah. It's a really good song. And rounding out this category, oh, God, Diana, she's back. Oh, no. From the film Four Good Days. A movie that was universally panned. Mm-hmm. Music and lyrics by Diane Warren. Oh, geez. Somehow You Do, performed by Reba McIntyre. Oh, wow. When you think it's the end of the road, it's just cause you don't know where the road's leading to. When you I am shocked at how much I didn't hate that. Diane Warren writes good songs. That's why she gets nominated all the damn time. Reba's the reason that, that this song is working. Though. Reba's selling that. 
<laughs> she sounds perfect. The lyrics suck. I mean, the lyrics always right. suck with these songs. And the only one I won't say about is that song from The Hunting Ground that Lady Gaga did. Sure. That song was phenomenal. But it's like every year they get a little bit worse. And for this one, the music is so perfectly tailored to what Reba does. And I'm sure Reba was putting her own stuff in. It, it wouldn't surprise me if, if it got tailored to her. But like... As you listen to her sing the words, she is clearly having to force herself around the words. I don't know. I think it sounds more like she's having to force emotion into the singing. I, To me, something about the lyrics is not matching up to where the music's headed. And you're just like, mm-hmm. oh, God, just you wrote another song that's got too many words about that mean nothing at all. Yeah. Like you can you contrast that with no no time to die right where those yeah. verses have very few words going on in them mm-hmm. and she doesn't need a whole lot to get the point across correct and you just go there's there's phrasing in songs for a reason I just mm-hmm. man <laughs> but I I I was ready to just be like well that's the crappiest thing I've heard all year and I was like no that's not terrible it's just not good. Mm-hmm. Okay, we're down to two choices. I mean, it's no time to die or it's just Orgitas. I know. That's what's happening. So either they give the award to a young star or they give it to the guy who everybody loves so he can have his EGOT. That's really what it comes down to. It's what story is the Academy going to tell this year? But boy, howdy, that Bond song. That Bond song is good. It is tripping me up because if I had an actual vote, I might be inclined to vote for No Time Today. I agree. I think what's going to happen, I, I think Lynn's winning because everybody's asking why isn't the rest of the music in the category? Ugh, so I feel I like know. this is a situation he's going to win, not for that song, but for that movie. And everybody wants him to EGOT. I mean, people were furious when he lost for Moana, but here's the thing. The music from La La Land, as much as I fucking hate La La Land, was superior that music was fucking gorgeous and i still love that music hate the movie love that music also love the cinematography it's gorgeous city of stars is a banger of a jazz uh, of a jazz ballad like it's it just a banger was. of a song it's really good like i love lynn manuel's stuff i do but the other songs were better. And this situation where, like, I agree, I think No Time to Die is a better song than Dos Orguitas. If they had picked another song, I might have leaned towards one of the other songs from Encanto. But I feel the Academy is going to award Lin-Manuel for Encanto as a whole. Let's throw down a our podcast about No Time to Die versus like, We Don't Talk About Bruno. Woof. <laughs> what a hard I mean, choice. <laughs> no, but, but no. It's it's still no time to die because we don't talk about Bruno cannot hold its own. It yeah. cannot stand on its own. Neither can um, the family Madrigal, which also everybody like that song's great. Yeah, it's a fabulous song. Now, under pressure, maybe because under pressure feels like it's only lives in that show. But that's because the visuals are so strong with within the music. You take that song out of that movie. It still makes complete sense. Yeah, it it completely holds its own. So then we have a horse race, and then if we go against that song, I really like with the sisters making flowers. 
I don't know. I'd have to listen to them again side by side. But um, yeah, No Time to Die is a better song in this category. It's the best song in this category. Is it going to win? I don't think so. Maybe Dos Oruguitas was the right choice. Maybe. As you start to say it, I go, all of those songs have to work together in the musical. And this is the one that actually stands. God damn it, Disney, you did it again. <laughs> Disney is not dumb. They're not. They can be assholes. And they're capitalist fuck twats. But I just, I, I don't, I mean, they, they're greedy AF. The mouse is soulless and greedy, but he's pretty damn smart. Yeah. I mean, they keep getting my money. They do. I don't know. We're going to, I, I, I'm going to have to think on both of these because it, it, there's two obvious choices in both categories, but then which one do you pick? Score's a little hard. I'm picking Lynn, not because I particularly like his work, but just because I think that's what's going to go down. Well, we're going to be able to pin down those final choices very, very soon. Yep. Uh, On our next episode, we will run down what we think for each category and lock in our predictions for Oscar night, which we, of course, will be watching live. And then we will have our reaction episode. So until next time. Have a good soundtrack. Thanks for listening. Be sure to review and rate us on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to your podcast. For questions, comments, and recommendations, you can email us at macintoshandmod at gmail.com or find us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Facebook.